0: Hey everybody, border. We have a lot to talk about. Welcome here to my YouTube channel if you don't like that or some of the various outlets that you may be watching. It's great to have you here. How quickly things can change in the national football league. Four plays and Aaron Rodgers' year is over and you wonder if he's ever going to play again. He's going to be 40 years old soon in an Achilles and This is just devastating for the New York Jets, obviously for Aaron Rodgers. The Jets won the game, but they won the battle. They lost the war. Speaking of the battle, what's wrong with Josh Allen? Is he overrated or what? Is Josh Allen an elite quarterback? He certainly looked like that two years ago in the wild overtime playoff game in Kansas City. But that's the last time I've seen Josh Allen play that well. Last year, he was very disappointing. I talked about it on a fairly regular basis. He was terrible last night. He's the reason why they lost the game. All right? He's the reason why the Buffalo Bills lost the game. All right? And so, you know, I look at the Bills. They're a good team, but they're not going anywhere when the quarterback makes horrible decisions, right? So, I mean, you tell me, what do you see in Josh Allen? What do you see? What do you see? You know what I see? I see a quarterback who's not as good as everyone makes him out to be. And listen, I had him high up on my ratings when I did my quarterbacks earlier this summer. But I also said he needs to play much better this year than he did last year. And what I saw last night is a regression. He regressed. He didn't get better. Terrible. Absolutely terrible. All right. What do you want to talk about? All right. We can do whatever you want. We can go in any direction you want. But if you're a fan of the Buffalo Bills, you've got to be concerned about what you're seeing with Josh Allen. You just have to. All right. You just have to. All right. Again, glad to have you here. Send the questions. Sea Dogs. Sea Dog with some news on the Kings. Wow. So, Queda and Noel, cut done you knew that you know when they got travail McGee somebody had to go right you knew that was part of it so I'm not surprised I said when they signed New Orleans Noel I didn't understand that I didn't understand that at all you know I I really don't how many centers can you have on your squad right so uh we'll see all right we'll see all right when you look at the NFL after Week One, bad offensive line play we saw in a lot of, lot of, lot of games. Horrible. We saw teams that we thought were going to be really good look really bad. The Cincinnati Bengals, okay, horrible. The Giants. I didn't think they were going to be like great this year, but I thought they would be, you know, a nine-win team. They looked horrible. Sea Dog wants to know. Grant was Sunday night. The worst Giants performance you have ever seen. I've been watching the Giants Sea Dog for 61 years. Okay, I've seen a lot of bad football, trust me. I've seen a lot of horrible football from the Giants. That may have been the worst game I've ever seen. And Sea Dog, I did something that I've never done before. Never. Never. First time ever, Sea Dog. I turned the game off before it was over. You know when I turned it off? I turned it off halfway through the third quarter. Think about that. I turned off the first game of the year against a divisional rival, turned it off halfway through the third quarter. I have never done that before. First time, see dog. never done that before. So you're asking me, was it the worst performance I've ever seen? It's in the top five, you know. I've again, c Dog. You got to understand. In sixty-one years, I've watched a lot of football. All right, I've watched the Giants play for sixty-one years. They were horrible for many of those years. I've seen a lot of bad games. Under the circumstances, okay, under the circumstances, I do not recall a worse performance than that. Again. Considering the circumstances, all right, awful, absolutely horrible. Sea uh, Dog says the only good thing to come out of that game was the national anthem. I would agree with you; the national anthem was great. That was the only good thing. But a lot, lot of lot of important week two games already. You know, how about Cincinnati and Baltimore? You know, the Bengals started off 0-2 last year, but that's a dangerous recipe. For success. They're, they're playing Baltimore this week. That's that, that's a big game. Uh I'll tell you another big game in the NFC is Seattle, who got beat at home to the Rams, going to Motown to take on the Lions. And we know that the Lions and what they did on Thursday night in beating Kansas City. So you could be looking at an 0-2 Seattle team if they're not able to go into Motown and beat the Lions. You got the Bills who have to get back up off the mat and they're taking on a Raiders team who went into mile high and beat the Denver Broncos. All right. So uh, there are some very interesting games coming up this week, Philadelphia, Thursday night football home against Minnesota who lost to Tampa. Think about that for a minute, Tampa Baker Mayfield. And now you look at the Vikings, who were the winners of the NFC North. They're staring at Owen, too, because I, I don't think they're going to go in and beat Philadelphia, especially on a short week. All right. I, I don't see it. I really don't. I do not see it. You know, I think the Eagles uh, and the Eagles didn't play great against New England. But a lot of teams don't play that well in week one because of the way the players are used during the preseason. You know, a lot of times it takes two or three games before you really get an idea of how a team is. And, you know, I'm looking at the Eagles. I didn't think they played that well against New England. But I I think they'll play well uh, on Thursday night. So, yeah, we'll see. Again, I, I think of all the games that I watched, and again, I try to watch all of them, I was most impressed with the San Francisco 49ers. The 49ers, to me, were dominant from the first series on on both sides of the football. Dominant. They were dominant defensively, putting pressure on the quarterback. They were dominant running the ball, throwing the ball, tackling. I gave them an A-plus across the board. I didn't see any negatives at all from San Francisco. They were dominant. They were really good. And I I thought, you know, again, Mike Tomlin's teams don't get beat like that very often. And I I was very surprised. I thought Pittsburgh had a very good chance of keeping that game close. That game was never close. You know, you could tell after the first series offensively and defensively that the Steelers were in trouble. You just could tell. They, they, They never were able to do anything in the game against San Francisco. And again, Mike Tomlin's teams do not normally get beat like that. Not in that circumstance. Home game, you know, good preseason, which, again, shows you doesn't mean anything. And it's just very puzzling to me. Again, I think it takes three full games before you can start evaluating teams in the NFL. Again, the Bengals last year started off 0-2. But they the way they looked on Sunday in the dog pound, they were horrible. They were awful. That, that was brutal. I mean, just absolutely brutal their offensive line couldn't block I mean they scored three points against Cleveland think about that three points against Cleveland Cleveland's got a good defense by the way Cleveland's not bad they're not a bad team they could win the division I mean their defense is very good and if they're Sean Watson and you know Nick Chubb I mean they're, they're a good team but they they manhandled Cincinnati that, that they manhandled them the game wasn't even close wasn't even close All right, again, uh, throw your questions at me. We can go in any direction you want, whether it's the NBA, the NFL, college football. And yeah, I know, Peter, they were able to run the ball. You're right. 200 yards on the ground in that game. You know what? You're exactly right. Absolutely. Uh, The question is, who will play backup center minutes for the Kings this season? It was problematic position last year. Yeah, I think Travail McGee will get the bulk of the minutes uh, as the backup. Uh, I do. You know, I think if I had to guess right now, that's probably the way it's going to go. But, you know, as far as these moves with the Kings, you know, I'm I'm really, I'm not surprised. Uh, John says he was most surprised by the Rams and the Cardinals. I, I, you know, I, the, the Cardinals lost. I know they kept the game close. I don't know how good washington is you know as ryan said on the show friday the rams have the seahawks number they always seem to play well against the seahawks divisional game so i i don't know if i'm i'm surprised at the the score i'm not surprised that the rams won i'm surprised at how they won i guess you know that that would surprise me you know I would say, when I look at the Rams, I still don't think they're a playoff team. I really don't. But, hmm. What do you do if you're the Jets now, right? What do you do? Do you go with Zach Wilson? Or do you shop around and bring in a quarterback? All right? What do you think? If you're the Jets, do you give the keys to Zach Wilson and go, hey, you know what? You got to be the guy we drafted a couple of years ago with the number two pick. All right. So it's a tough call if you're the Jets because you have a Super Bowl caliber defense. You really do. But man. Brutal, you know. Why should have Aaron retired last year? Why? I, I disagree with you. Why should have he retired, you know? John says the Jets should go with Wilson. He's had a full off-season camp to prepare. I agree. You know, I thought he had the one bad throw last night. Other than that, I thought he played pretty well under the circumstances. You know, um, so now yeah, we'll see. You know, we'll see. Are people, seriously, Cedar goes Grant. Big surprise that people are still talking about Kaepernick becoming a starting quarterback. What people, Connor? What people? I don't see that. What people? Seriously. Um. I don't hear it. You know, I don't hear it. All right. So this question is, Grant. Do you see NFC quarterback play horrible? Too many young quarterbacks learning on the job. I can't make any observation based on one game. So I need to wait for a while before I answer that question. This one, interesting fact, Giants broadcaster Bob Hopper brought it up. The first game he called in 1995 was a 27 loss to the Dallas Cowboys. Go figure. I mean, Bob's done a lot of losses. Because the giants have been really bad they've also won super bowls with bob there but they've been bad for a long time i mean bob's seen the good and the bad trust me you know the good and the bad Sea dog says apparently kaepernick reached out to the uh, jets people think him and cam newton can still play well those people are delusional and they're unemployed you know i thought it was 35 nothing uh, it wasn't 27 nothing because I was at the game if it was the game that Emmett Smith ran wild it was also the game where they uh had the halftime ceremony for Phil Sims and Lawrence Taylor because I was at the game it was Monday night and Emmett Smith ran wild and I talked to Emmett uh, about that game he was unbelievable but yeah I, I was at that game in 95. if that's the game that we're thinking about I'll look it up right now all right hang on a minute all right, here we go. Here we go. In 1995, who did the New York Giants play in their first game of the season? Uh, let's see here. They, 1995. All right. Anyway, I'm almost positive that was the case. All right. Yeah. All right. So let me recap this season here. All right. Recap the season regular season. Yep, 35 nothing. Dallas, September 4th. The reason why I remember it is my son's birthday and we were at the game. My son's birthday is September 4th, and every year we would go to the Giants game around his birthday. Yep, 35 nothing. Emmett Smith, never forget it. All right, you know, uh, I would agree with you that it is hard to believe that Brian Dable is going to have his team ready to play Sunday after a brutal week of practice. I don't see it. I think the Giants are going to have a difficult time going in Arizona and winning. I, I really do. And here's the other deal I'm waiting to see the injury report tomorrow because they got some big time issues now on the offensive line. And if they lose their left tackle, which I think they're going to with a hamstring in Thomas, he hurt his hamstring running after uh the ball carrier on the block kick in the first drive of the game. All right? Without him, they 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 you think their offensive line is bad now take him off the field. So that that's a problem. I'll tell you what else. And I always like to wait a year or two before I evaluate players. Kayvon Thibodeau is an absolute horrible draft pick at number 5. Awful. Terrible. The guy's invisible. You don't even know he's on the field. You're the fifth pick in the draft last year. I, I didn't even know. I didn't hear his name called in the two and a half quarters that I watched the game. Not once did I hear the name Kayvon Thibodeau. The only time I heard his name is during the starting lineups. That's it. Guy's terrible. I, I take that back. He's not terrible. He's just a non-factor on defense. You know, their two best defensive, three best defensive players are cornerback, And defensive line with Lawrence and Williams. That's it. Kayvon Thibodeau looked invisible. And you're right about Evan Neal pick looking worse. You know what he looks like to me, c Dog. Evan Neal looks like Eric Flowers reincarnated. Flowers was left tackle. Neal is right tackle. He can't block his own. He can't block his shadow. He's terrible. Terrible. All right, 49ers this week. And then a short week against the Giants. Again, I had the 49ers when I did my picks going 14 and three or 13 and four, depending on their last game, meaning would it mean anything? And after watching them play, assuming that they can stay healthy, I think they're going to win 14 games. I think they're that dominant. And again, I can't forecast injuries just like you can't. Okay. I really don't. All right. I really don't uh someone says i think this joke is fitting what does ny on the side of the giants helmet stand for next year uh the giants have four lombardi trophies in their trophy case four one two three four how many teams in the national football league can say they've won the super bowl four times and they were in another one which they lost to baltimore so No, it doesn't stand for next year. The Giants are one of the great organizations in the National Football League, all right? Four Super Bowls, four. So no, I know you're trying to make a joke, but I'm not going there, not going there. All right, again, hit the questions up, all right? And the uh, schedule this week in the National Football League gets underway on Thursday. Riley says only three teams, As I said, Riley, it's a good good number to have. All right, so week two in the National Football League, Thursday night football, all right? Thursday night, you have Minnesota at Philadelphia. Elsewhere, all right? Here are your early games on Sunday. Raiders are in Buffalo. Green Bay is at Atlanta. That's going to be an interesting game. Jordan Love played well. Baltimore at Cincinnati, big game in that division. Seattle at Detroit. The Chargers are in Nashville, take on the Titans. Chicago travels to Tampa Bay. Kansas City is at Jacksonville. Houston at home, to Indianapolis. Late games, Niners and Rams down in SoFi. Giants are at Arizona. Jets are in Dallas. Talk about a low-scoring game there. Washington at Denver. Miami at... New England, and a pair of games on Monday night. New Orleans is at Carolina, and Cleveland is at Pittsburgh. So there's your schedule. You know, you how about the Jets defense and the Cowboys defense? And tell me that CBS is not looking at that game, which would have been one of the highest-rated regular season games ever, and now without Rodgers, it's just another game. Can you imagine the buildup for that game? Now it's just another game. Just a- another game. All right. Which rookie quarterback was I impressed by most in week one? Probably Bryce Young. What about you? I thought he played very well, very poised. Uh, I like what I saw. All right. Um, This question, how did you like Carr with the Saints? I've heard in I've heard Gruden is advising. I I don't care about what John Gruden's doing or not doing. Uh, I thought he was okay. I thought he was good. Didn't think he was great. I thought he was good. All right? Somebody says the Cowboys defeat the Jets. (laughs) 12-0. Yeah, I I don't think it's going to be, I don't think you're going to see a lot of points on the board there. You know? I really don't. Uh, What do I think about Christian McCaffrey? I think he's a dynamite football player. He's one of the best in the NFL. There's really not much for me to say. Uh, the guy's dynamic, you know. Uh, this one says Dallas is going to pick Wilson apart. They they, they may. Their defense may score uh, a touchdown or two. That's a very good point. Could very well happen. Could very well happen. All right, again, glad that you are here. And don't forget about New Works Plumbing. If you have any plumbing issues, any repairs that are needed, go to sackserviceplumbing.com or call that number on your screen. New Works Plumbing, they've got a fix for you. They're available 24 seven for all of your plumbing needs. Again, sackserviceplumbing.com, New Works Plumbing. They've got a fix for you. Glad to have you with us. Don't forget tomorrow over on Listen App, Open Form Wednesday. That's right. That's tomorrow at three o'clock. All right. There we go. Uh <laughs> could Donald be traded to the Jets? No. <laughs> no, he's not going to be traded to the Jets. Oh boy. Uh, John wants to know if I think the Kings finish top four in the West next year. I think they got a good chance. Yeah, if they stay healthy, I do. All right? I do. What's my take on Zach Wilson? Show me, Riley. Show me. My take is he's got to prove that he can play in the NFL. He hasn't proven that yet. You know, he had a real bad interception last night. But I thought other than that, he played pretty well under their circumstances. I mean... Wilson catch, all-time great catch? No. At that stadium, all-time great. I mean, it was a very good catch. All-time great? No. Come on. I mean, but it was a good catch, all right? Absolutely. Here's one that says the Vikings radio analyst needs to keep his mouth shut while Paul Allen is calling the game this coming Thursday. Not going to happen. Not going to happen, all right? Not going to happen. Riley thinks the Jets are in trouble. I agree with that. I think they're in trouble too. You know? How about this? Why do I hate Josh Allen? Has anybody heard me say I hate Josh Allen? Have you ever heard me say I hate Josh Allen? Have you ever heard me say that I think Josh Allen is not a good quarterback? Okay, that's 0 for 2. No, I've never heard you say that, Grant. No, I've never heard you say he's a bad quarterback. What have I said? Right now, he's overrated. Right now, he's not an elite quarterback. Why do I say that? Because I watched him play every game last year, and I watched him play last night. And what I saw last year, what I saw last night is far from an elite quarterback. So, Steven, get the crap out of your ears, okay? Listen with both ears, okay? Listen to what I'm saying. Don't make up what I'm saying to fit your narrative, listen to what I'm saying. As a matter of fact, go watch and listen to my rant today. Okay, go listen to it and then tell me if you think that I hate Josh Allen or I said he's a bad quarterback. Unbelievable. Incredible. All right, somebody said I've got a feeling that the Chiefs are in trouble in relating to that number one seed in the AFC by the end of the year. You know, the Chiefs are still really good if they get Chris Jones onto the field and Travis Kelsey. They're still really good. And I'll tell you the team that to me looks flat out scary right now is Miami, if they can stay healthy. I mean, I'm looking at the Dolphins. Offensively, I can't wait till the Dolphins play the Jets with that defense. I want to see the Jets' defense go up against two in the Dolphins' offense. And you know what? If the Dolphins can score in the mid to upper 20s or above, then I'll be really, really, really impressed. That Miami offense is unbelievable. All right? Absolutely. <laughs> this, is, this is true. John says Grant would only hate Josh Allen if he was on the Cowboys. You're right. That is the only way I would hate Josh Allen. Oh, my gosh. That is absolutely beautiful. Uh, This one from Sea Dog. I know it's early, but maybe the top teams in the NFC are better than the top of the AFC. I wouldn't go there just yet, my friend. You know? This one says, I can't wait for the 49ers to play the Cowboys. The problem with that is you can't look that far ahead in the NFL because people were already looking forward to the Cowboys and the Jets this week. And guess what? That game is totally different now. And if you get to the 49ers and the Cowboys and you have key players that aren't on the field, that's game, that game's going to look totally different. So you can't look that far ahead in the National Football League because things do change uh, from week to week because of the injuries. I, there are a couple of regular season games that I, I'm looking forward to. One, is, I want to see Dallas and Philly. I want to see San Francisco at Philadelphia. I want to see Dallas at San Francisco for sure. I'm looking forward to seeing Seattle and Detroit. I think that's going to be an interesting game uh, coming up this week. I really do. I think it's going to be a very, very interesting game. Love the questions. Keep them coming right here on our open forum uh, Q&A. Again, NFL Thursday with the Vikings 0-1 taking on the 1-0 Philadelphia Eagles. All right? There we have. Uh, again, we've talked a little bit about this with the Kings waving uh, two players. When you ask me if I'm happy, I don't really care. I I think you phrased the question wrong. You can ask me what I think about it, but when when you ask me if I'm happy, I don't really care who the Kings wave and who they keep. It makes no difference to me. I'm past all of that, okay? I told you, and I'm going to keep on telling you this again. You don't win in the NBA with your 11th, 12th, and 13th men. So it doesn't matter who is at the end of the bench. It makes no difference. Okay? I told you when the Kings signed New Orleans Noel, I didn't understand it. That it made no sense to me. Okay? I said that he can't play. And there and and, and everyone is like, you know, oh, what a great signing. And I'm like, well, he's got to make the team first. Mm, well, he didn't even make it to training camp. Then I had other people going, well, gee, Grant, he's exactly what the Kings need. I'm like, no, 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 no he's not. Uh, then I had somebody telling me that Deuce was raving. What a great pickup that was for the Kings! And I'm like, well, that's a great way to ruin your credibility. I mean, I can go on and on, okay? Like, stop overreacting to players that are at the end of your bench. It it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You don't win with those players, and you don't lose with those players. Okay? They don't play. They're you know. They can occasionally win a game for you like Rashawn Holmes last year and how well he played in L.A. when everyone else was out. Okay, that that can happen from time to time. But your team is going to win or lose based on your 10 guys that play the most minutes. Okay, And so don't make a big deal out of the end of the bench. Again, here's another one. How about New Orleans Noel to the Warriors? The guy can't play. Why would you want him on the Warriors or any other team? He can't play. Why do you think he's been on eight teams already? Why do you think nobody wants him? He can't play. What, what is wrong with fans about asking me, gee, what about him here? What He can't play. It's simple, okay? He's going to play. Where is he going to play on the Warriors? What's he going to do for that team? Think about it for a minute. You'd be better off having another guard on the floor instead of New Orleans Noel. Unbelievable. C-Dog says, according to Bleacher Report, there are 34 players in the NBA better than Domantas Sabonis. 34? Name them. All right, don't even name them for me. Who do you have at 30, 31, 32, and 33? All right, there you have it. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Stress. We all have it to a degree, big, small, but I think you can agree we all carry around... additional charge get it off your chest with better help visit betterhelp.com grant today to get 10 percent off your first month that's better help slash grant here's one for you should sasha be in the starting lineup over barnes to start the season can we please have some practices and training camp before you ask me who should be starting can we at least get through a practice Seriously. Again, I'm going to repeat myself for those of you that have not heard this before. I talked to three scouts in Europe. None of them raved to me about Sasha. They said Viznikov will be okay and a role player, but don't get too excited. All right? Sasha is, I think people have a distorted view of him because he was the MVP of the Europe League. He's not Luka Doncic. He's not even close. I hear people say, well, geez, uh, Bogdan. He's not even in Bogdan's zip code. There's no comparison. Like Bogdan Bogdanovich is a much, much, much better player than Sasha. Why, Why do we need to talk about should he be in the starting lineup? Can we at least get through a week of practice and some games? He might be better than I think he's going to be based on the scouts that I've talked to. Scouts are wrong all the time. Or he may be the ninth or tenth man on a team. Maybe he plays good one night and doesn't play good the next. Let's wait a little bit, okay? There you have it. I mean, we can at least wait a little bit. All right. Uh, Let's see here. Here we go. 34-31. Beal, Halliburton, Marketing Jackson Jr. Bradley Beal is better than DeMontis Sabonis? Okay, I, I could see Halliburton because of the position he plays. Laurie marketing better than Sabonis? No. I like marketing but he's not better than DeMontis Sabonis. Jaron Jackson Jr. I like him too, but he's not better than DeMontis Sabonis. So I, I don't agree with that. 30 is Trey Young. Trey Young, you know what, Trey Young? He's a cancer. So you want to put a cancer ahead of Sabonis? Go ahead. Do you know that nobody on the Atlanta Hawks likes playing with Trey Young? Nobody. 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 Let me repeat. Nobody likes playing with Trey Young. I just talked to my buddy last week who works for the Hawks. They got a real problem down there. Players don't want to be on the, the they don't like him. You know, they don't like him. You're telling me that Carl Anthony Towns was 12 spots ahead of Sabonis? Well, I'll I'll say this to you. Okay. I believe I'm gonna answer the question this way, C Dog. I believe if you had 30 general managers in the room, 30, and you said, okay, you know what? There are two players you can choose to add to your team Carl Anthony Towns or DeMonte Sabonis. I believe that all 30 general managers, including the general manager in Minnesota, would take Sabonis. The Bleacher Report is delusional. If they think that Carl Anthony Towns is better than DeMontis Sabonis. Delusional. I mean, come on. Come on. Unbelievable. Absurd. Here's one. Can the Kings finally be a top 15 defense this season? I don't see it. How? No. No, first of all, the style of play being an offensive team is not conducive to being a good defensive team. Their identity is roll out the ball. We're going to outscore you. That's how they're going to win. No, they're not going to be a top 15 defensive team. They're just not. I'd be surprised. All right. I was surprised. All right. Incredible. All right. Again, if you want to hit me up, do so. Somebody says was watching the Kings 35 point comeback on YouTube and they used the opposing team's commentary instead of you and Jerry. What a joke. Yeah, because the game was a home game. And generally they use the announcers of the home feed instead of the visiting that that's that happens, you know, that happens. All right. Um, come on. James Harden was 22 on the list. You're gonna tell me that you're gonna take James Harden over DeMonto Sabonis? The bleacher report should be out of business with that. Seriously. Good Lord. That was wrong with people. Really? What, what's wrong with people? You really think you put James Harden ahead of DeMonto Sabonis? You put Carl Anthony Towns and Bradley beal ahead of Sabonis? Are we really having these conversations? Good Lord. Unbelievable. Oh my gosh. All right, hey, don't forget to get the Bennett's West Side Grill at the Blue Oaks Town Center in Rockland. Their food is outstanding. Go to bennettsrestaurants.com. Check out their full menu and more. Don't forget about their prime seafood and steak, their weekend prime rib, their weekend brunch, 60 different types of wine available by the glass at Bennett's West Side Grill, bennettsrestaurants.com. Who makes these lists, you know? Wow. Fox was 17th below Jamal Murray. Well, I would put Jamal Murray ahead of Fox, too. I don't have a problem with that. I put Murray ahead of Fox. I put Shea Gilgis-Alexander ahead of Fox. Where was Shea on that list, dog? I don't have any problem with putting Murray ahead of Fox. I, I, I think he's better than Fox. I think he proved that in the playoffs and the NBA finals. So I don't have a problem with that. I'm okay with having, all right, I'm okay with having Jamal Murray ahead of Fox. All right. Uh, I'm OK. Rodley wants to know uh, about this week's matchup. Well, you know, the Niners own the Rams and I think they'll beat them on Sunday. And I think they'll beat them quite comfortably. I really do. So I. I know it's the divisional game and I get that. Uh, Shade Gillis Alexander was 11. OK, I'm all right with that. You know, I'm OK with that. Um, yeah, I'm OK with that. Sea dog i'm okay with him being ahead of fox i gotta be objective here i i would put him ahead of fox i'd put jamal murray ahead of fox i would i i definitely now we might have a different conversation 12 months from now Sea dog but right now i don't have a problem with that you know i think when you play the way jamal murray did in the playoffs in the nba finals you need to be high up on the list you know absolutely uh well i watch the major league baseball playoffs uh, a snippet very little i'd rather watch paint peel off my wall than watch baseball i just find it just brutal absolutely brutal as a matter of fact i need to let me wish my buddy good luck hang on a minute he's behind the plate uh i hope the game hadn't started it's a day night doubleheader. he's behind a plate in uh boston for the yankees and the red sox in the second game Let me see here. I think it was a day-night doubleheader. Have a great game, buddy. Let's see here. I'll let you know in two seconds. Yeah, he's got the plate tonight uh, at Fenway for two horrible teams. You know? Absolutely. Uh, Yes, the Thunder can make some noise. The question is, the Thunder, can they really make noise this season? Lots of young talent. I think they're going to be a playoff team, and I think they're going to be an upper echelon team for a long time to come. And if they draft well, they're going to win a championship. I believe that. All right. Grant, why do you say MLB is brutal? Do you ever watch Major League Baseball? It's like watching paint peel off the wall. Strike out or hit a home run. The ball's rarely in play. It's boring. I can't watch it. I do like the clock. I like the pitch clock, but I I don't think I've watched a baseball game from start to finish this year. I think I went to the Marlins game to see my buddy, umpire, and I think I left the game after the Fifth or sixth inning. And then I text them. I go, text me when you're done. I'll come back and meet you. I go, I can't, I can't sit here and do this. Can't. Awful. Just absolutely brutal. I can't do it. I can't watch it. You know? All right. Sea Dog says, I don't know how Paul George and Kawhi are both 20 top twenty players when they never play. I I don't understand how you could have them in the top twenty list today. Two years ago, three years ago, four years ago, yeah. Yeah, then I would have no problem with that. But, you know, man, I don't know. You know, who, who makes these polls, these lists? Do they watch the games? Do they know what's going on? Really? You have Sabonis at 34? Like, do you not watch the NBA? Like, do you ever watch the Sacramento Kings play? And you've got Domantas Sabonis at 34, 34th best player in the league? You got carl anthony towns at what 22 really have you watched carl anthony towns play the last two years really carl anthony towns are you kidding me unbelievable unbelievable where keegan murray end up you said he's on the list you know you know what could i see the raiders getting a win at buffalo this sunday Yeah, I could, uh, but boy, if the Bills start off 0-2, they're in trouble. My buddy is not taking the field yet. He just said, thanks, man. Yes, sir. So he's got the plate tonight. All right. uh, Let me see. Do I like Chris Paul's fit in the Warriors? I do if he's healthy. But how many games is Chris Paul going to play, right? How many games? That's the problem. Patrick wants, or uh, Patrick in New York, Sea Dog wants to know where Jalen Brunson is on that list. Can you look that up for us, Sea Dog? Where's Jalen Brunson? Keegan is 92 on that list. He'll be higher after this year. He'll definitely be higher. Uh, Brunson was 36th. So he's right behind Fox. So he's two behind Fox. Brunson was 36. Thanks for that, Sea Dog. Appreciate that. I wonder c-dog if maybe you could is this just one person's opinion or is this like a whole panel of nba folks at bleacher report by the way speaking of the nba and this is a perfect example of how messed up our society is okay this is everything that's wrong in a nutshell with what's going on all right the houston rockets have you seen the story on kevin porter No one's talking about this. You know why? Because a lot of people don't even know who Kevin Porter is. He's on the Houston Rockets. He allegedly attacked his girlfriend at a New York City hotel. You ready for this? Left the woman with a fractured neck vertebrae and a cut above her right eye. Okay. By the way, Porter, for the record, has pleaded not guilty to the felony assault and strangulation charges. All right. So he did plead not guilty. His girlfriend was former WNBA player ran out into the hallway covered in blood. How about that? And again, no one's talking about this. Can you imagine if this was a player on the Knicks or the Lakers or a more of a well-known player, why is nobody talking about this? It's just unbelievable to me, right? This is a unbelievably disturbing story. Porter, by the way, has played four seasons in the NBA. He's had on-court effectiveness and off-court problems. He averaged 19 points, five and a half rebounds, five and a uh, five and a half assists last year, and he got a four-year extension with the Rockets. Now, in 2020, he was arrested when he was playing for Cleveland after police said they found that a loaded handgun and marijuana in his car after a single vehicle crash. Porter said he didn't know the gun was there. The charges were eventually dismissed. He, he blew up at the Cavaliers general manager after finding out his locker had been moved to make room for a newly acquired player. In uh, 2021, the NBA fined Porter 50 grand for violating the league's COVID-19 health and safety rules by visiting a Miami strip club. He was suspended for a game uh, last year after getting into it with the coach. There you have it. Again, no one's even talking about this. Had it been a, a big-time, big-time player, Porter's pretty good, but it would be all over the news. But Now it's buried in the news. It's amazing to me. You know? Incredible. Incredible. All right. Tomorrow, Listen App. I will be coming your way at uh, 3 o'clock. All right? Looking forward to that. And we'll do our fantasy football roundtable tomorrow over on Listen App. So we'll see how the fantasy football did after week one. We'll get into that tomorrow. I'll give you uh, some little bit tidbits on the Thursday night game, all right? We'll do that. Somebody wants to know what player would I rate as equal to Sabonis? Well, I don't have the list in front of me, but to me, he's a top 20 player in the NBA, top 20. He's not 34, he's top 20 player in the NBA. Hello, he was, he made, what? Was he on the third team all NBA squad this year? He's a top 20 player. I mean, incredible. Uh, Did I see that the Niners took the woke quotes off the back of their helmets? Yeah, good for them. Good for them. Absolutely. Good for them. Every team in the NFL should do that. It's embarrassing. Horrible for the league. Absolutely horrible. Zion Williamson is 28. How the hell is Zion Williamson 28? Again, you know what? The Bleacher Report. You know what, Connor? Don't even read that anymore. What a bunch of crap. Zion Williamson is 28? Seriously? Really? What the hell's wrong with people? Seriously. Good Lord. All right. I'm going to wrap it up. I am going to be back tomorrow, three o'clock. Listen up with my open forum Wednesday and our fantasy football round table. Hey, make it a good rest of your Tuesday. And uh, thank you so much for being right here on if you don't like that. Oh boy. So long, everybody.